0: to you we are at uh we're in fountain hills today we're having a grand old time i'm hanging out with john paul scorzo and he is the president and founder of go carissimo which is oh my god i walked in here and i really had a moment that i just need to check myself but that all being said john paul how are you man how's it going man i'm doing great thanks for
1: having me happy to be here
0: i'm happy to be here and thank you for allowing me to come down to the shop um,
1: I'm happy to have you down here.
0: Thank you, man. I, it, honestly, I, I walked in, and as an in- Italian car enthusiast, as a lot of people I hope would be, I walked in, and the first thing I even see was, like, I knew I was in the right place because I saw a Testarossa just outside. Unfortunately, it had a flat tire, it, 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 but, but I was like, oh. Sometimes
1: they do, you some, know? I, th-
0: That means that somebody was driving it, and the tire went flat, and that's, at least they were doing something with it. Um, and which
1: I, most people with Ferraris don't, which you know? is
0: something that they do need to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're going go to go ahead and change it. it. We're exactly. Here to change, we're here to change it. And so I come on in I was like, I knew exactly where I was and I knew that I was in the right place and you were kind enough to, um, introduce yourself to me. And, and funny enough, we knew each other via Instagram. We just didn't know each other. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah which it is was really a funny,
1: cool. it was a funny way. Cause I was like, we'd been messaging back and forth a few times and yeah. I didn't even know though, you know your usernames, your username because it doesn't have your name in it so I didn't know it was you know it was just like oh it's tormenting tarmac
0: yeah, yeah. no it was great man I, I, <laughs> I pull up and uh, I went with my friend Alex who has a the, the great 77 SC Targa and uh, I get there and I didn't know what to expect I was, originally that day I was gonna go to Fortill Forum and I was like I want to go check out this espresso and engines sure because like I feel like that's got me written all over it and sure enough I get there and first thing I see this incredible f50 um, and then right across from, or right as I I was getting there, I believe you and I had talked about it. Was it a two seventy five or was it a two hundred and fifty that was just pulling? It was
1: out? A, it was a two fifty lusso. the blue one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god!
0: Absolutely. And so at that moment, I knew, okay, I know what I'm in for and I'm, It's a very much a treat. But before we get into the cars and coffees and stuff like that, yeah. I want to go ahead and get to know Jean Paul, sure. enthusiast. The person behind the wonderfulness that is Go Carissimo, what Go Carissimo yeah. even is. So, I guess let's start right there. Like, what exactly is Go Carissimo?
1: It's a tough one. It's, where do we start? I think uh, Carissimo is like a blend of a bunch of projects and a bunch of ideas and things that are still growing coming to life, and you know, we're kind of taking it as we go. So, I started Carissimo a couple of years ago, two years ago, back in June, mm-hmm. but before that, I mean, it starts with a passion of cars that it's been since I was a little kid, and um, I think you look around my office that we're in here now, and you see toys, paintings, and all these little trinkets from when I was a kid. I mean, like I literally have the Hot Wheels and stuff from when I was a kid that That's were gifts. Dope, that dude. you know, I've selected my favorite ones, and you can right. see I've got it's a- it's very nicely curated in here for sure. You know, it I feels love like that. you're I want it to feel like you're in a man cave for cars, hundred percent. Like, look, you got the races. We got you know a twelve hour endurance race going on in the background. I'm just I'm just I've always liked to be immersed around the cars and in the scene and you know since I was a kid my um, my dad has been a chef and he's always owned restaurants my whole family it's always been around like restaurants and food and I think. Um when it was in the 80s and 90s, so like 89 to 91, my dad uh, had a restaurant in Scottsdale on the mm-hmm. Scottsdale Road in Camelback called La Bruschetta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through some of his relationships and connections, he ended up having the privilege to cook for Senna and PK and some of the, like, you know, the greatest F1 drivers of history. Right, of course. And um, through that, like I was, you know, I was a little kid and those drivers would come into the restaurant and they'd give me, you know, I have jackets from, uh, I have a jacket from Schumacher. I've got a hat from Senna and toy cars that he used to they, they used. They used to bring the one every year. They'd come, so they came for three years, and every year they'd come. They'd eat at my dad's restaurant for every single day. Yeah. So obviously, like growing up, and I've got. If you ever come to the restaurant, the photos are on the wall in the back, so you can kind of see all the photos of them, and um, it's it's pretty cool, like a piece of Formula One history. Because if you know Formula One, you know Senna, and you know Senna, you know he's you know. One of the best. He's, he's in my idea, top three the goats. Best. If, if for me,
0: he's in that he's in that goat conversation of the top three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. ever. And and I think everybody can go ahead and have their own because you know, some people will go ahead and say it's Shumi. I'm like, okay, cool. Some people will say it's Senna. Others will go ahead and say it's Fangio.
1: I think it's I think it's Senna, Fangio, yeah. and I think there's a couple of other drivers. I mean, right, and then you got Lewis, who's right absolutely. in there too
0: in that conversation. You got Seb and and. You know, you got so many great alonso even yeah. It's there's so alonsos un- such a talent.
1: I would I put Alonso up there. is definitely in my top six. He can do it despite he's on only having crown, two world titles. He's done everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's a true driver. It's fun to watch him. He's actually a cool series on net on Netflix on Amazon Prime. I think it's just called like Bean Fernando or something Just Google Fernando Alonso, you'll find it. Okay. Or search it on there, and it's all about his life and stuff. And it's a it's a cool journey to show like how he's accomplished all his racing feats. And the guy's done everything. Dakar, everything. Rally. And he doesn't miss.
0: No. The only time, like, the times that he's gone for the Indy 500, that was, it was obviously the car was not up to par. No. At all. But he was there. But he was there. And he was killing it. And I would love to go ahead and see him go for it one more time. Yep. And I kind of feel bad for Lance Stroll because I I happen to like Lance Stroll, but, like, he's had just a murderer's row of a teammate for the last few years. He went from Checo to Seb and now Alonso. And you would think, oh, well... Seb and Alonso—they're
1: old, but no, they're still like really great drivers. No, Set, I think Alonso's top five on the grid right now. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, okay, that might be a little a stretch. But no, no, but I don't close. Think, is it, is it the, close to it? Close I, to I, I think I, I, very much think he's one of the top. I drivers said top the five quickly without thinking about, but like I mean, he's got to be close. Yeah, he's in I there. I really enjoy. I watching. would
0: take him over several, several drivers absolutely, on the grid. I mean, absolutely. obviously okay. Max and Lewis are above him and whatnot. Maybe you could go ahead and say
1: Charles, but you know. I would love... Oh, to yeah, they've got better cars, too, and all that yeah. other things. But, I mean, if you saw some of the runs he did with Alpine last year, I mean, he had some... He he made Esteban
0: Ocon's life a living yeah. hell on a multitude mm-hmm. of occasions, and, and... they had a good car. They did. They had a good car, so he was competitive. And then the year before, when Esteban actually won his very first race, I'm here to tell you that I thought a major part of that was because Alonso's excellent defense of Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So, um, but... We can go so many yeah, different places. Yeah, I, I know. We're
1: about to make this a Formula One. Podcast. I know. Which i
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong know, with that for me, John Paul. I'll tell you that right now. I uh, love the Ducati Mechanica.
1: Got that at the MotoGP race in Austin. That's so cool. Yeah, I was there visiting. Um, the, there's a couple badges, but I was there with the Prelia team back in 21. I yeah. believe it was a Prelia Gracini with Alexia Spargo and uh, Maverick Vignales, but. I mean, those are not the team. That's not the team I went to visit, but I went to, to the Ducati tent after because I wanted. I to feel like some, if you uh, go
0: to anywhere where Ducati is,
1: and by yeah. the way,
0: I'm gonna pronounce it Ducati, yeah. because like that's the way it should yeah. be pronounced. And I apologize. Um, Ducati.
1: Ducati, Ducati. I'm such an American. No, no, no it's it's okay. Person. I mean, I'm
0: Hispanic, say. so and, and I've always closely affiliated Latino people. That's to true. My I Italian heard you pronounce your kids' words.
1: names, and they were all with the proper it's the pronunciation. It's, it's you know? my,
0: yeah, I'm not gonna go ahead and mention their kids. Yeah, of course. Because you guys, but yeah, you yeah, know it's. I have love for yeah. the Italian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's first of all, you guys are such a, they're such a wonderful people. The country is amazing. The culture is amazing. And then the car culture is like, it's whatever it's mm-hmm. what we love. Yeah. Right. You know, and what you focus on here is those respective cars. You walked me through the shop. Sure. And it was just a who's who's of the the, the most fun, early to mid to late nineties to early two thousands. Italian sports cars that you could go ahead and that that you were just like. Well, don't forget the '60s and '70s. Oh my too. God! We'll get to that. That's because that <laughs> that Fiat Five Nine Five was like I'm of, I walk in, and you got the two four thirties that are right there in the shop. Yeah. That's the first thing you see. You got a coupe and a, F and, a and a spider. And I'm like, wow, I got Which an one do F430. You want? Yeah. Which one? I don't know. I'll take the coupe. Maybe hmm. at the same time, I might just take the spider. It's a nice day out today. It's a beautiful day. Um, and then, but the, the one that really grasped me I was like, well, hold on John Paul, this Fiat, man, let's talk about that for one second. Cause that has an amazing history yep. that you were telling me about yep. outside that's actually been raced yeah, absolutely. in amazing races. Florio yeah I mean, face, it's dude. been all
1: over I mean it's been all over many races I can't even remember off the top of my head just because there's a bunch of smaller rallies and you know these other races that go through Europe and Italy especially but yeah I mean it's won the Targa Florio it's done the Mille Miglia and it's I mean it's won other various races in its class and it's cool I mean it's an Abarth you know 695 that they've built up and it's just this small little car with no more than you know 20 20 horsepower that you can just haul up a hill and just yeah. it's, I mean this this. how much Piano, is it weigh? Oh. Like, no way, 800 pounds. Yeah, I want to say like seven. Yeah, under 800 for sure. I mean, you could Wet. pick it up. Yeah. Oh my god. You crazy. could pick it up with easily. I mean, you used to do that with your friends in Italy. We'd pick it up. and yeah, you know, yeah, You'd yeah. be drinking with your friends, and they have a Fiat 500. You'd be like, all right, let's mess with him, so he doesn't know where his car is. And you'd pick it up and put it somewhere <laughs> so else. You know? But there, those are the cars that fueled Italy. I mean, that's what that yeah. fueled like the Renaissance back in the day, from when they were going through an automotive, you know, uh, awakening. I mean, the Fiat 500 was the car of Italy. Mm-hmm. Back in the 60s it was how people i mean they would shove i'm sure you've seen the old commercials and the old videos of like five people six people getting out of a little fiat 500 that is like you can't I even mean, barely sits two people but you got a whole family that's stretching in the back yeah it's how my grad my dad grew up and how my family and it's just it's a cool car so i've got a lot of appreciation for it so i love those older fiats and i love the old small italian cars because yeah. like there's um I, I mean we grew up here or i did here in america right a lot of my life and my background's here, but you know you always are surrounded by these big cars and these big trucks and don't get me wrong i drive a ford raptor i mean yeah, i'm yeah. literally one of those guys but i love the i love the small attention to details and like in italy in those small roads in europe you have those are just the perfect cars for the situations and they're just such good driver cars you don't need to have a big motor and a big crazy you know um chassis everything to go through these like curves and hills here it's just you have a beautiful car that's seated properly they're balanced well the gearboxes are smooth and it's just you know you're gonna have your issues every once in a while with an italian car but it's the most fun and driving experiences you can have is with some of those small nimble cars yeah they don't need to have 800 horsepower you know
0: it's it's really weird because i think obviously we've really grown accustomed to those cars um well i mean not everybody, Which I love them too. I, I mean, I do too. I mean, who doesn't love an A12? Yeah. Um, you, you posted something really interesting on your Instagram account today. By the way, you should go ahead and check out at go Carissimo because it is fire. <laughs> <laughs> but you went ahead and you put up a story asking whether or not, and I, it's, forgive me, was it the, the Ferrari SP?
1: Yeah, the SP3 Daytona.
0: SP3 Daytona wheels. The bronze. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you were like you, you were asking whether or not you most people thought that was the best wheel design Ferraris come up with in a hot second. I was like... They're nice, especially the color, but it's the eight. That um, there's a second wheel option for the 812 Super Fast sure. that you can go ahead and get. That first one is real, like, not great, but that second one, which I showed you, I yep. was like, that's the one. And I don't know exactly
1: what the name of that wheel design it's is. It's almost like an open five spoke wheel. Yeah. It's, just, it's kind of slanted and it almost looks like it's kind of angled. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. wheel. I mean, it's, it's like a throwback to those, you know those um monoblock wheels with the um oh, I'm, bl- I'm forgetting the names right now but the those old uh um, monoblock wheels that Ferrari used to make so it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's just uh oh
0: the ones like on the, like original Testarossas and stuff yeah, like absolutely, that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, okay, excuse me not original Testarossas, but on the
1: yeah the like, 80s I mean, Testarossas. on the f- and, on, yeah, on 40 as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and then you can see on the f 50 they turned they changed it and it's a more open wheel now with like slits and slots in there and it kind of it still right. takes the same shape but it's a it's a different wheel I got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to go ahead and get your thoughts on it because you work on a lot of old school Italian stuff but then you've seen like in particular let's use Ferrari as the example. You've seen their th- them move in, away from like the small nimbleness and whatnot and they kind of yeah. went back to I shouldn't say went back but they took their V12 Grand Touring ideology and then made it into something way super radical and I think we probably saw that beginning with the 599 and now we see it to its extravagance with the F12 and then into the A12, like you know, what was you as a kid and now you as a grown up? Like how do you how do you view the differences? Do you like
1: it? Do you sure. wish that they would go back? Or I mean, I think there's a little difference between the older cars and the modern cars from today, especially from Ferrari. Like over the years, I mean, you've got. They're different transition periods and different kinds of cars that they produce. You know, you've got their mid-engine, their front-engine cars, and I think it depends on what kind of driving experience you want. I mean, I mean, do you want to feel like you can go around and carve up the roads and have a little bit of power to get you through it, and also be able to kind of go around and have a car to get you around? And it's comfortable. It's still, you know, it's still a Ferrari, but it's still comfortable to do everything you can need to do every day. I, I mean, I think there's. Definitely ways the cars have progressed in time in terms of size. I mean look at Porsches, for example. Yeah. Porsche's like if you look at a speedster from back in the six or back in the sixties, fifties and excuse me, um, and old nine elevens, the cars are much, much smaller in terms of wheelbase and size, everything compared to they are today. Look at a nine ninety two, nine eleven. It's enormous. It's almost twice the car, yeah. I mean, give or take. But like same thing with Ferrari. I think just in terms of size things have just grown. Do I love it? I I think it makes it a different car, but I think they're I mean, with all the technology that's going into them, I think it makes it for a good driving experience just the same, just because of what is in the car today. Sure. I don't think you could take that old technology and put it in a bigger car and make it work. But I think just with what we have, absolutely, I think Ferrari's done a pretty good job with their hybrid technology. I mm-hmm. think that's why they've decided to get back into racing, not racing, but in terms of like all of the classes. You know, they've got GT3, now they've got the Le Mans prototype cars again. Oh, the hypercar series on Le Mans, yeah. Yep. So I think they're going to. Push to kind of have a more race, bigger race presence than sure. they, they always have, obviously. But they would think they want to take it back and dominate again because they built a good car with the technology. The hybrid motors have really been something yeah. they've been able to take advantage of, and they've been performing very well, very well in Formula One. And their other cars, the SF ninety, the two ninety six, those are all really, really popular cars and very, 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 very powerful.
0: I gotcha. I'm curious to know because you mentioned you talked about like you know it depends on what you want to do when you have your own respective ferrari jean paul what what's what's your ferrari like what, what what like what do you dig are you that mid-engine guy or do you like the front-engine v12s i
1: like i think one of my favorite ferraris right now to drive yeah. is a ferrari 458 i think it's uh one of the goats I, that's for sure i think it's one of the best ones and the naturally aspirated v8 is just a yeah. screaming car i love it as a spider uh, i used to be you know Sort of against these convertibles and spiders. I don't know why. It just was a period in life where I was just, I wanted coupes. I wanted to be fast, and I thought having a spider or having a convertible top would slow you down, sure. which, you know, for me on the street means so much, you know. But at the time, that's what I was thinking. But I think
0: that's a phase that we all go through. I actually just, it's funny, I had a similar conversation to somebody that I think we all go through a phase of like, we love the styling of a car, and then once we go ahead and start to figure out what driving dynamics really are, then we go ahead and say, oh, you don't want to. Don't get a convertible. And then you go ahead and reach a point in your life as an enthusiast where you're like, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. In particular, you know what your limits are as a driver. And you know that we shouldn't be driving like a total dick out there. And so we we go ahead and just kind of retroactively kind of go back in, into like a semblance of like chill. You know, where you can go ahead and appreciate motor driving mm-hmm. and you know, if you can go ahead and put the roof down, yeah, let's put the roof down. Um And obviously some cars are much better than others when it comes to that. And we've also reached a point in 2023 where convertibles are 10 times better than what convertible were, convertibles mm-hmm. were 20, 30
1: years ago. Even just as a jump from the 430, the Ferrari 430 to mm-hmm. the uh, to the Ferrari 458. I mean, you have a cloth top, now you went all the way down, you converted all the way to a hard top convertible. Yep. Which in my opinion, I think is a little bit better. I like in those eras of uh Ferrari from like the ninth, I want to say the 355 all the way to the 430 with those canvas tops. And this is obvious with, you know, it's just standard with every kind of canvas top, but you know, if they don't stay up or they keep if they get folded and then correctly, they always hold those creases. And those tops are always such a pain to operate up and down and they get, you know, these the the mechanism inside them are always breaking. So I feel, I feel like just from a, an emotional standpoint from having dealt with so many broken tops or you know irreparable or things just going wrong with these tops i'm yeah. like the hard tops are are my thing yeah i guess they you. still have their problems but I, I love the look of them when i think it's just a nicer sure um look so from the 458 all the way up to the f8s i think they look amazing
0: yeah not to mention with 458s 488s and f8s you could go ahead and have the mechanical top bring it to, or keep it up but then lower the rear window right yep. behind you which is the coolest thing yeah so it's you like can just hear everything everything but yep. then you don't have to go ahead and Put down the top, no. and even when it's raining, you don't have to go ahead and lower it all the way. You mm-hmm. can just hear the whole thing. and The rain's not gonna get that No, it's in. not gonna get in. But yeah, so exactly. So it, I think it's incredible. But let's let's um, you know, we were talking about Carissimo. It's it's your one stop, almost like a one stop shop, because you are a serve You, you do service um a variety of different Italian enthusiast cars, um, but then you also. Have the you, you also do s- several other things? So what else do you go ahead and do besides that?
1: Yeah, so the business here at the shop is we do a lot of service and maintenance for all you know all Italian makes and models. Mm-hmm. We can do service for other brands as well, bolt-ons, modifications, and you know simple fluid services for other majority of the brands. But for the most part, we try to stay true. You try to stay with what we know, which is Ferrari, Maserati, Lamborghini, uh, Lancia, Romeo, mm-hmm. you know the Italians. Um, we work with a lot of vintage cars, so we work a lot primarily with um, you know cars and you know up until the early 2000s. We do everything after that as well, but I'd say our specialty is just with a lot of carbureted vehicles and a lot of older Ferraris that are just where our knowledge base grew from. All of the mechanics, everybody that we know, and all the cars that have been around have always been around more of the vintage side. So that's where I've grown that passion and that kind of side of the business to be more tailored around classics and rare cars just because I think these cars are unique and these cars can tell a story. And I like to tell stories about these cars. So it's interesting to pull together a package about, like, you know, put together a marketing package about a car to say, hey, look, this car, I'm going to use a random example, but like, let's say you're selling an old race car. Let's say it was a, a Le Mans winning race car. Mm-hmm. That car will never be back in 1975 again winning a Le Mans race. So now you've got provenance. And that's what I think helps sell a car, having the history and the provenance behind it. And it's telling a story. You're getting somebody emotionally attached and invested into a card. That's something I like to do. I like to tell the stories about it. And I like to put these things together. It's coupled with cool photography, cool videos, like everything, you know, and then it's going out and marketing it and talking with people and going out. And so it's, it's a whole business that's like, yeah, I've described like five or six different ass, you know, different areas of going out marketing, building the product, you know, photography video. These aren't things that I really know how to do on my own, but I, have the help from other people that you sure. know help me do my marketing. I've got Ar- Araldo, who's one of my photographers, and he helps me put all. Yeah, his his reels.
0: I've seen him, man. He, Absolutely, they've been really, really fire, especially from like the cars and coffees mm-hmm.
1: that you guys have been putting mm-hmm. on and whatnot. And he's been excellent. Great work. He, thank you. He's really, really good at kind of capturing the image that we want, and we're building a brand around it. And I think it's just takes some time to kind of get it out there, and you know, get sure. good content. in the beginning, it was a couple of cars, so it wasn't many things to post. You know, you don't want to over overdo it, so it just yeah. takes time to be patient and be like, the cars are going to come and you should have to go out and hustle the business. And that's how it started. And right. it's still going. I don't want to say like, I'm, you know, at the top. And I think what we're doing is is fun. And we're having, like, it's all about connecting people and having fun. And that's what the car shows about.
0: Agreed. Um, so let's, you know, you did espressos and engines in January. And then just last week, I didn't get a chance to go ahead and attend, but you went ahead and did another cars and coffee, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, more uh, vintage roadsters, um, vintage convertibles, and whatnot. Sure. I, how did it go?
1: It was great. Uh, yeah. This was, I think, that was our fourth one. So we had one in October, November, skipped December, January, and then we had February. Our right. next one's March 18th. Uh, but this one was. Cool. I will be there. I'm gonna make it happen. Good. You yeah. Have to, you, <laughs> you, after course. this podcast, uh, you better, hell yeah! After you this better. podcast,
0: I feel like I'm now a part of yeah. the Carissimo Yeah, Absolutely. And, and whatnot. So yeah. yeah you sure. have to be there. The
1: next one's gonna be coupes. So we're gonna try and do more European coupes, hard tops. So just kind of mm-hmm. have some fun with it. Hopefully, more Ferraris show up. So if you're a Ferrari fan, show up. I only had like three or four of you last time. A lot of Porsches, which yeah. was cool, but you know, can't can't be outdone. I hear you. So well, it's interesting because I I I love you. Talk about you, your whole point is to go ahead
0: and you know tell a story and whatnot. And so we were talking uh, and, you know, you you, you do the the cars and coffees and whatnot, and you you were saying um, bringing in uh, more vintage or just more Ferrari owners in general and stuff like that. But I'm curious to know because, like, you and I, we're around the same age, so we've got a few years apart. And so, but not everybody is into the same amount of vintage as maybe you and I would be into, right? And so, like, how do we as enthusiasts of that Try and open it up and broaden it out more to people our age
1: because it it can be tough, right? Yeah, I th- I think one big thing that has helped is is social media. I think yeah, I hate it and I love it. Yeah, no, I hear you. Now I hear you. I've tried to like you know, illustrate some of the beauty and some of the really like timeless styling of these cars. Right, and I think people through I mean as sad as it is, but I think as short as people's attention spans are today on Instagram and TikTok and all these things, if you just Give them a five, ten second reel of a beautiful car. doesn't matter what it is. People are going to start to get interested. And honestly, that's what I've been doing. I've just been kind of doing these little quick spurts of beautiful cars that are old and vintage. And, you know, they've got unique. I'm not just doing like an old. I mean, I love muscle cars too. But I'm not just doing like your everyday Chevy Camaro and your everyday Mustang. Not They're not everyday. But, you know, I'm I'm doing cars that most people have never even seen. Now, if you're in the car world and stuff, yes, you've seen some of these cars for sure. And I think just really marketing it and like getting a good grasp and good f- documentation, film wise, video wise, co- like anything like that will really help put yourself ahead. It takes yeah. time, but I think that will set you up to kind of help get a following. I mean, for me, I got into vintage cars. My dad was a car. My dad was a car addict. He had alphas and Fiats and everything growing up, and I always was around him, working and helping, being in the garage, and that got me into motorcycles. And that just you know, since I was like, I've been on wheels since I could, you know. Since I could like walk.
0: Yeah, so, you you probably were on wheels before you could even walk.
1: I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah. fun. I mean, yeah, literally, I was grew up in like the car. I grew up at go karts and everything. Growing up, motorcycle. It was just I like to be around wheels. I like going. I like the adrenaline. Yeah, so yeah. I like yeah, I like the adrenaline. That's the life. It's, that.
0: it's it's awesome. It's an amazing lifestyle. It really is. Like it, it's um, you know, it, it's, it, it's the type of stuff that you want to achieve when you are a kid, and then when you reach a certain point and you you you're you're successful, you're like we can do this now like this is what we're talking about we talked about earlier with that fiat that was outside which is again i can't get over it i want i, I want it so bad now i really do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're that cool and i'm all uh, uh, same same thing with like late 60s early 70s minis it's a, it's mm-hmm. a very similar vibe but don't get it twisted lemme be i'm going to state this right now and i'm gonna defa- and i know for a fact you're probably thinking the same thing the fiat is not the mini cooper of italy it's not they're two entirely separate things meaning two entirely separate things for what the mini was for the United Kingdom and what the Fiat 500 was for Italy and whatnot and and the own ha- they both each have their own history that they're so strong that they each can go ahead and stand on their own two f- or on their own four wheels thank you very much and be represented equally and not try to be compared to one another Absolutely. I've right? owned
1: yeah, I've owned both and I think they both got a cool history and I think exactly. they both uh owned both amazing old, old ones. histories by the Older way. ones, newer ones, I've yeah, had them yeah. both and I oh I had them on. I think they're fun driving experiences. So absolutely. Different cars, fun, fun, fun times. I gotcha. Yeah.
0: But um uh, we
1: you know, we were talking about
0: you you brought up to me the Target Florio. Yeah, and whatnot. Have you ever gotten a chance to do it?
1: No, no, I have not. But okay. I, know, I know the organizers pretty well. And it's one. Of, it's on my list to get out there. So I'm, I'm hoping to be out there this summer. Not really? For the, not for the Target Flora. But at up, least experience. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be out there just to... Um, I don't know if I'll be driving this year. But I'll be out there just for a couple of events. And I'll be there from May to September. Or May to end of August. Wow. Being coming back for Amelia Island. Excuse me. Wow, uh, not Amelia Island. That's this weekend. I'll be back for Pebble Beach.
0: Oh, okay, cool. But, like, you know, I've seen, like, a lot of people do, like... YouTube content on... And I actually even talked about it on the podcast. Um, like, people do content on the Targa Florio. They've done content on the yeah. um, And, you know, it, it, it stinks because you and I were born into a different generation where they no longer hold those exact... Like, they hold the rallies, but the rally isn't the same thing as the actual race in and uh-huh. itself. And, uh-huh. like... It sucks, man. I
1: know. Like I feel like we were kind of like cheated out of that all and whatnot. All the regulations. Yeah. That's What happens when you got to be safe now? Got to be safe and whatnot. But like, I know. I'm all for it. But it's all like, you know, let's let's have some fun. Let's yeah. Just, let's block off the roads like we did back in the day. Listen, if you're
0: if they're gonna allow Pike's
1: Peak to run over in Colorado, yeah. where go like there's it, no that's way. America. That's you know, America. That's America. Yeah. Like it, I'm Italy sure. Surely you'd think would be a little more free. You know, a little bit more not free, but a little more like relaxed. Like, oh yeah, we'll let it go. Have an espresso. Sit down, relax. You know. Exactly.
0: Like, if I'm not mistaken, even Lamborghini, when you go on their, um, like, I've seen journalists go out on their test drives and whatnot, and they'll go out to the track, and they don't make you, Lamborghini does not make you wear a helmet. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. And you're, like, doing 180, mobbing on the track, 180 in an SVJ, Aventador, and I'm like, that, that driver's not wearing a helmet. Like, does anybody else think that there's anything wrong with that besides yeah, me?
1: the guy's just taking a quick test slap, you
0: know. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's incredible, but, like, I also love... That you know, Lamborghini and Ferrari have always had this specialness that no one outside of Italy can be able to achieve or even comprehend. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think that is about them, in particular? Ferrari Ferrari's a little bit more restrained with what they've done, but Lamborghini is also just there. I mean, they're both amazing brands and mm-hmm. amazing with ama- amazing marketing backgrounds, but like, there's just a certain spirit to both of them.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest difference uh, between uh, between Lamborghini and Ferrari is just that they're number one. They're both unbelievable brands. They're both different and they're both unique. And they both kind of started, you know, in a similar time. Ferrari had its early early history back when you know Enzo was with Alfa Romeo, building you know racing and building race cars, and right. then he kind of transitioned to building his cars and his first race team. And then after that, I think. You know they had built some beautiful cars, but I think what makes them different today is Ferrari's racing history. Mm-hmm. Is and I think that sets it apart from every other brand out there. Any other supercar brand is just that agree. it's racing heritage, is racing like it's all about racing for them. They're taking their cars that they're putting on the road, and they're they're building a race car, and they're they're putting a race motor. Of you know a version of it of what is currently in their formula one car the highest level of racing
0: people don't quite understand that the pista motor is actually yeah the 488 gt3 car yeah engine yeah but ticked up by quite a bit
1: because obviously it doesn't have to and the sf90 right the sf90 is a version of the hybrid technology that's in the formula one cars yeah same with the 296 and then they actually have their own respective um series and, and levels as well but they those are the same tech it's the same technology that you're getting for the most part in a production car is the same deal yeah. that's in the formula one cars i feel no like no other for, brand can do that.
0: exactly Ferrari's still that brand that actually puts up its racing above everything else as yeah. opposed to other manufacturers are putting everything else above the racing you know and that that's been i feel like an enzo that was enzo's envisionment for how i mean for 60 plus years like he, you know, the, the infamous stories of him telling his respective customers that they had no idea what the hell they were talking about. He was the only one that was smart enough in the room. And, I mean, there was a certain arrogance, but at the same time, Enzo could, 95% of the time, back the hell up.
1: This is a good book. You should yeah. you should take a copy of this sometime. I will. Uh, I'm not done with it yet. but No, I got Oh, I I've I got a couple more pages, but it's uh, really insightful. It, for those of you who aren't listening, it's a biography on Enzo Ferrari by uh, Luca Del Monte. It's it's a really good book to show you about like Enzo's life and how is how he acted and how he kind of conducted business. And I think there's a lot of like negative, I mean, there's a lot of negative things that he'd done, you know, I, how he kind of held himself. but I think a lot of people realize like he was like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't do that. Like, you know, I'm the only one. I think what he, what he was trying to say was like along those lines of like when you're an artist and when you're somebody who's putting things together like that and you're putting together like uh I mean, like a rolling piece of art. Let's call mm-hmm. it right. It's hard to have somebody come into you and start to critique all oh, this. These lines are improper. This needs to be like this. This needs to be. Like. When you have built, you know, like it's just it's hard to take criticism. I think sometimes as yeah. an, as an artist who's built somebody something so successful, then you've got someone's It's like who are you to tell me, right? You know what? Like you know what? What you know?
0: Well, I think I think you're absolutely right, and and honestly, I think I think even as an enthusiast, sometimes we need to go ahead and hold ourselves accountable in that regard too, because. I can go ahead and critique what Ferrari, what Lamborghini, what Chevrolet, Ford, Aston Martin, whoever whatever automotive automotive manufacturer I want to talk about. It's easy for me to critique it. But I'm not an automotive engineer. And sometimes like I think the media in particular the jur- automotive journalists, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they forget about that that hey man could could, could you run this automotive mm-hmm. business? Yeah. Like, you know can you run ferrari sure. yeah. can you run lamborghini i don't think you actually can so it, it's you know these the, the critics sometimes i feel like they're giving a little bit too much power over stuff that they not always know what exactly they may be talking about it's like a food critic like do you cook um, don't as get, well don't as? Don't get me started. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't
1: get me started with the food. Class. I know, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. By
0: the way, can I go ahead? You know, I'm I'm going to do this right now. Shout out to Andrea. Yeah, please do. Please because do. like that's where you hold your um, your cars and coffees. That's that's your family's. Uh, Shout out to my yeah actually yeah. my
1: family, my brother, my sister, Angelina, Francesca, my mom and dad. I mean they they help me with my uh, start my business, accomplish yeah. my dreams as well. But I think the big thing is like you know we use the restaurant to. I mean really connect everybody like it's For a sure. huge family everybody it's comes a in. it's connection, yeah yeah and that's and like tying it back to the show it's or the car show excuse me yeah. the um the fun thing about it is like I think we're building a culture even if it's building a culture we are a culture whatever it is the people that come it's a little bit different we're we're having people come into our restaurant early in the morning like a typical cars and coffee but I think there's a just a more relaxed atmosphere i mean you're coming into an established place that's been there for almost 18 years now i mean my family's been here for over 35 years i mean just here in scottsdale and with restaurants all over so like you're getting good authentic italian food from the family like you know like you're going to have have coffee at your family in the morning yeah yeah and it's just like oh like oh i know i saw bob over there i saw you know jane like and you're just catching up with old friends and it's just like a quick italian quick it's a couple hours but you know like it's a nice like a little get together and it's good for business people can come network people can come hang out show off their cool cars and we try to have a theme so everybody yeah. can kind of at least experience it with one of their cars that they might have in a collection right. but you know we do try and tailor it toward our toward our uh, client base which is you know the vintage and kind of ferrari porsche yeah. and luxury cars just because those are the ones that we love to appreciate but, of course um you know there's when, always room for everybody to come and enjoy
0: yeah you know, when, when walk. i walked in through the garage I, you guys had like real hardcore like italian music
1: and i was like oh my god this is so
0: good yeah, yeah. like you know like it was like it, it, was, it, was, it was it's the stuff that we always dream about well, and, and the, same thing the first with,
1: thing uh, i offered you when you
0: came in you yeah, offered me a, uh, a cappuccino no excuse me not an espresso, espresso. yeah yeah but I, I don't drink coffee so like i try to go i'm trying to make sure i, I but, almost yes, got you i know
1: but i almost got your cop your espresso virginia i All you right. know
0: what i think if i'm here I mean, if it's is it gonna keep me up? Like, how how It'll keep you up. It'll keep you up. We'll
1: do one at the next. We'll do one at the espressos and engines. It'll be early, so you'll be able to last all day. Okay. This will keep you up. Let's do it next time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? No, screw it. I might just go ahead and do it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I already go to
1: bed at like midnight.
0: (laughs) I might as well. You know, I got kids. I'm gonna get home. Do you drink coffee? I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, don't do
1: it. Don't do it. Nah, it'll 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 get you addicted. (laughs) <laughs> espressos
0: are addicted okay I got you well no, but I will try one I will try one at the come next come to the point.
1: restaurant now we have the legit machine yeah yeah and it, that's the best 100% Actually, here we have a machine too so I like, know it nice was a dope
0: dope machine it's like right here next to your office and whatnot and not to mention when I went to Andreoli's
1: when when we did the car show back in January your croissants are oh yeah so good so my sister my she just got back from pastry school in Italy and she yeah. was over there for a year my brother Angelina who runs the restaurant um they make some amazing pastries, tarts, cookies, everything. So if you want in the mornings, we do all those kinds of stuff. So croissants are Nutella, apricot, and raspberry or strawberry. And um, it's honestly so good. It really I mean, is. where else can you get those kind of pastries? Well, you're going to have to go ahead and fly over the Atlantic or go to New York City. Yeah, yeah. not even. Not, not even, even that. Not
0: like even. it's uh, it's just not the same thing. It's not the same. Vibe. Might as well go ahead and fly across the Atlantic. Might as well. Get go your ahead. Go to Sicily. You know,
1: twenty four hours later, you're there, and then you get your croissant. Or no. come to Espressos and Engines. Yeah, See you there, March eighteenth. <laughs> yeah, boom. I love it. But
0: there's so much I would. I, I'm. You have um, a car right now that's. Uh, you're getting ready to sell it. If I'm not right? Yep. It's up for sale it's right up now. Up for sale right now. What
1: year is it? It's a two thousand. Okay. Ferrari three sixty Modena. Sp- oh, it's a Modena. That's yeah, right. It's, it's a not. A, it's It's a, coupe. A, it's coupe. Yep.
0: And it is an F one trans.
1: F one trans. Um, yeah. It's been a fun car. We bought it as a project car to fix up. We knew the knew the client. He had neglected a little bit of service and we wanted to honestly it was a good car for me to really dig in and yeah. really have some fun on my own. I hadn't uh I hadn't really had the chance to pull apart one of my own cars. I've always been working on cars. Was that your
0: first personal
1: Ferrari? That was my first personal Ferrari. That's yeah, so yeah, cool, man. I know. It's like short lived. I didn't really get to enjoy it enjoyed as much yeah. as I wanted to before I sold it or as it before I list it, so I can't right. really drive it anymore. It is on Bring a Trailer right now? Currently live on Bring a Trailer okay, so cool. so by the time this is live, you might you probably the results. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> we'll see what else awesome I'm listing by then. Yeah, that
0: would be great. Yeah. So actually, speaking of which, and I saw this on your Instagram page, on your I think on your personal one, which people should go ahead and
1: check out too. I think absolutely. Yeah. I am Scorzo is the uh, is the tag.
0: Um, and you had the uh, red, what your the Diablo. Yes. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine Diablo. Oh my God. Okay, let's talk about that car, a little yeah. bit, man. Because that's like that is I feel like one of the cars that did it for me you know i'm i'm a big mercy guy but then i love the diablo too um in particular you know you got your 99 you, you know like the diablo vts mm-hmm. diablo gts mm-hmm. um i think the 99 which one is that that was a vt that was a vt right mm-hmm. and it's just so stunning it was a uh, beautiful red mm-hmm. and you just sold it from your for from, from the from the inventory yeah, in- yeah. inventory right
1: yeah so to some of my buddies over at curated in miami ah yeah john um, Marion's the man yeah Good couple of guys over yeah. there. And um, yeah, great business. And you know, we just, uh, I met them a couple months ago at a show in Miami. And we just, you know, we struck up a conversation. And next thing you know, it was a perfect fit for them. And yeah, yeah I like doing business with them. And they're a good, good group of guys.
0: They're sure. They're very they're very smart people. Love
1: to get my chance to travel to Miami whenever I get there. I know, right?
0: Like so. Tamarian, maybe he could go ahead and fly us out. We could go ahead and do something over there. Something, do a podcast something, with Tamarian um, and the curated mm-hmm. Peeps. But um, I'm curious to know, to, to, I, I want to get your thoughts on Diablos, man. Because they seem to be... Of the, let's put, um, of the five big V12 Lambos. You know, everybody knows them. The Aventador, Murcielago, Diablo, Countach, Mira. Mm-hmm. We're not including the other...
1: We got a good start there. Yeah.
0: Why is it that Diablo is still taking so much time to go ahead and get as appreciated as
1: the other four? I just think the timing. I think... You've named a couple of ones that are also in different time zones. But I think it's just, I think it kind of has to do with a a few variables, right? You're looking at, even with other Ferraris, even with other brands, it's just the timing. That's a mid-90s, early 2000s car, right? So I think what happened is, like, it's still in that period of time where it's still freshly new, but it's not old enough to be considered, like, not. it's not even about the considerations of if it's a classic car, if it's this, I just think in terms of, The people who can afford to buy them, the people can who know about them. When did these cars? When these cars were released? So it's just a the different different demographic of people who know them, appreciate them, know Mm -hmm. what they're worth, know what they could be worth. And I think what you're noticing right now is the people are finally starting to realize what these cars are worth. Yes, and I think honestly, Curate has done a great job of showing people what Mercy not Mercy Logs, but just what Lamborghinis are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a good way of showing them and they've done, I mean, they've kind of specialized around that brand and I think there's a need for some people to specialize and they obviously sell everything, but I think they, uh, they've done a good job about like introducing the brand and kind of creating a demand around it. And now I think you can see these prices are starting to fetch a lot more. Even in the last year two years, you can see some, a lot more Diablos coming for sale. So people are starting to realize they can get a little bit of money for them. So they're starting to come out of the woodwork a little bit. Yeah. And you, you know, it's kind of fun to see these cars and you... You know, you pick you have a, I have a little spreadsheet that I have. I'm like, all right, this car is what my projections are. These are my projections and I start to just see how I do and and yeah, those are one of those cars I yeah. think is gonna keep going up.
0: I think Diablo's are absolutely amazing. I'm a big fan. Sound Merc- great. They sound tits, man. They're they're mm-hmm. honestly they're incredible. Um and I just found it so interesting because well and and maybe and I think I'm gonna answer my own question on this one and maybe and I'll let you chime in too. And I think maybe perhaps the reason why we saw Mercy's, in particular the LP six forties, pop off so much easier and so much faster was because there were so fewer manuals in particular the lp640 as opposed to every diablo is a five speed
1: yep and so i mean obviously you got a little bit more rare there, making the only, it's only fugues that look at fry fry makes uh, i mean they stopped making those manual examples but then you have the 599 six speeds. I think they only made three, 35 of them. Very, very,
0: very. 35, 36. Yeah.
1: Right? So then you just create a, a regular GTB F1 transmission is maybe 120 grand, 130 grand at this point in time. But, I mean... five G 599 um, six speeds
0: I think are fetching like... They're starting to already fetch like half a mil. Yeah. It's, it's more than half a mil. Yeah, it's more it's than weird. that. Yeah, I mean, it's, LP... It's shy know, of a mil, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. almost... It's seven. Probably seven and we we're, we're seeing LP640 six speeds ca- fetch a mil. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I'm like... That it's is just crazy.
1: I think people are realizing also that it's a very good driving experience. People wanna drive those Thank big you. sports cars with the with a um with the manual transmission. I think the technology is just it's tough because if you're driving those early two thousands cars, you have single clutches and you have a little bit more of a lurking drive experience when you're shifting, it's like yeah. right, right. and it's kind of back and boggles you around a little bit versus a, a six speed, you know, you're controlling the clutch and you're doing it yourself so you can kind of manipulate it and you know adjust the controls as needed to be you know to be to your driving style which you can't really do when it's an automated computer doing everything of course definitely still fun to do i'm not saying but i I definitely prefer when i can drive like my 360 is an f1 uh, transmission and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's fun but it's not my it's not my ideal driving experience of course i prefer to have that six speed especially on that that 360 that's a fun car
0: that that i mean that that 3.6 v8 is it's it's just such a nice little experience and whatnot and the good thing is and and you know credit to both lamborghini as well as in particular more ferrari is that they were able to go ahead and better those single clutch transmissions every single time lamborghini was still a little bit behind ferrari Mm -hmm. like if you actually drive and i've never driven one and i'm one day i will or maybe john paul who knows i would love to k- take a, i'd love to get a ride i will say that but not a but not driving that's not the point um
1: we'll, we'll make something happen
0: <laughs> but uh the um, the single clutch transmissions on F430s are so much better than people realize mm-hmm. and it was like the last bit before they jumped they jumped into the dual clutches with the, with the 458, the 458 mm-hmm. right and so people always say oh i'm just going to pay 100 grand more for F430 stick but they don't realize how good that F1 trans in the F430 actually really is. Absolutely, and I, it's also F430s are near bulletproof. Like they are so Best such car, good experiences, a good car. Um, and they sound amazing, in particular in scooterias But like just regular F430s, like that's a great car, and they're really for the most part well priced. Um, on the used market Mm -hmm. which brings me to my point where you kind of we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier was driving your cars yeah you know putting the mileage and i'm not the first person to say it so i'm not going to go ahead and be the savior and whatnot but i am talking to someone who specializes in that how important is it to drive these old
1: italians yeah it's very important to like drive your car i think if you're going to buy it there's a few few different ways i think. People classify themselves as, as like a driver slash collector, but yeah. most people buy their cars as like an enthusiast. They're like, look, I bought this car. I would waited my whole life, or I, you know, I really wanted this one, and I finally got the chance to own it, and whatever. And then they buy it, and then you know they drive it once or twice, and like you know I just don't want to. I don't want to drive it. I don't want to put the mileage on it. That's Maybe it's gonna. You know, I want to sell it one mm-hmm. day. And I get that, but I think there's cars that you should buy, and I think people should be looking for some of those cars that have the, a little bit of a higher mileage, that have some that's been, you know, it's not going to be a perfect car, like, cosmetically, maybe there's some scratches or something, but, you know, if you can afford it, then go out and enjoy it, go beat it up a little bit, go have some fun, throw it around in the corners, discover things that you might not know about your driving ability. Obviously, do it on, like, a safe place. Safe don't Yeah, don't go around, like, the canyons that you've never been, go see how fast you can push your car, no, but... Yeah. Go to a track, go to you know. Go to parking lots, go to different things to kind of see how you can get your ability. But that's what I think is the fun thing about having cars and being around them is that, you know, even if you're in a brand new car you've never been in, it's, sometimes it's just fun to see, you know, how something handles and how things go. And you might not be able to get the chance to understand those things if you just barely put a couple miles on your car. Mm-hmm. Get out there, go take it out, go have some fun. And, I mean, the most important part is to let them drive, is to drive them. If you know they're gonna sit, and I think most people think all oh, these fries will break if you don't, you know, if you drive them. I think no, they break because you don't drive them. Hoses dry up, everything gets sagged. It's just you gotta, you gotta. Countach is are
0: the it. same way. You gotta move it around. Um, i have I've I've read and heard about the reason why Countach's can be so clunky is because people don't give them enough time to go ahead and actually let them warm up. It's a that's a five liter V twelve, right? That's got. An enormous amount of oil that needs to go ahead and go through every single line in the vehicle before it's at running at its most optimum levels, right? And what I hear, what I always heard was like, "Oh, Countaches suck." It's like, no, you just didn't let it warm up enough. And I mean, then you once you, you do, yeah.
1: Here's the Italian way. So if you're sm- if you're starting up your car, here's what they suggest. I mean, it's a joke, but you can kind of take it seriously if sure. you want. Have an espresso and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Start your car and then have the espresso and right. smoke a cigarette. And then by the time you're done, that's when your car is ready it's to go. It's all warmed up. Yep. Your car is ready to go at that point. I got you. By
0: the that's way, it. I want to ask you a question because we have all these vintage cars out here and whatnot. Is the is the Italian tune up an actual
1: real thing? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, just kinda of, it's like a it's like a figure it out as you, you know, you just kinda of just I mean, I don't know, it's how how do you explain it? Right? Italian tune up. I mean it, it's just like, you know, Kind of banging things around until it works. You know? Yeah, no, I, mean, I got it's you. It's funny. It's really amusing how they do it. I mean, you sit back here and you watch the guys. You're like, oh, shit, this is literally. I mean, sometimes it's as simple as this. I mean, something as, as stupid, not in the wrong thing or whatever. And you can just easily turn things around. The Italian tune-ups are. Yeah. Or the way the. It's our. It's a culture.
0: It is. It's a culture. Cool it's it's amazing because you know you hear about people. And it's like oh, you really just need to go ahead and take it out for one fast blast so it could go ahead and just get all the gunk out. And mm-hmm. it's like and all of a sudden it magically starts to like, boom! It's perfect. It's like you gotta like, let these things run. I you mean, do.
1: I mean, I've seen yeah, I've seen Danny get out there and he'll just some of these guys don't drive them and like he'll just push it and get it like going a little bit, warm things up. You gotta you gotta check your temps and make sure pressures are good before you go push, get it out there. But once it's gone and you, sometimes these things just need to be brief. To breathe some some of these guys don't get these cars past like 3000 rpm oh you know? my
0: god what a shame so like enzo literally made it to be yeah. so they could be like seven grand and up yeah you know and then,
1: absolutely i mean it's fun it's fun to kind of like get out there when he's when he's being you know being the snot of him i'm kind of right yeah you kind of have to get him out there but it's not like it's nothing crazy. he's a great driver it's crazy he's seven years old and he's like a 20 year old behind the wheel he, so those of you who don't know Andy's um he's the owner of Fry Motor Service here in Fountain Hills and he worked for Fry for you know for twenty five years he was a test driver he was there for development and everything up until you know early two thousands and then he came here for Fountain Hills and they would do like weather hot weather testing in the summertime and. Um, that's how I met him he'd come to my my parents restaurant and you know he'd do like he would be doing I'm not even joking the tune ups and he'd become it's up uh, 10 miles from my house or yeah. from the shop here to the restaurant so it's about you know you want to do about typically 10 to 25 miles after like a full major service just to kind of circulate everything of course so we'd do it he'd come get some bread and olives at the restaurant and then he would uh, I was at the time I was like 15 my parents were like look you're six, 15, 16 you need to get a job soon he walks in the door that day from the restaurant on there and I'm like, can I work for you? <laughs> so I started to learn how to change tires, oil, and stuff like that as a kid. And then um, yeah, he taught me how to drive and that's how kind of how I know Andy. Yeah. And now, yeah. So and now know, fifteen know. years later, you guys yeah. are working together yeah, now. Right with, yeah, he's with helped Carisi me all the service thing. with the everything and we um yeah, we're still all good friends. We go out and have some fun.
0: That's so great, yeah. man. So as we start to go ahead and end up the podcast here in a little bit here, John Paul, I'm curious to know, you know, you're so fully invested in everything that you're doing here. But I'm curious to know what you're like, what does car culture mean to you? Sure.
1: I th- what I think happened recently is like a couple of different brands have come in. I think they've tried to turn around like what car culture is for a lot of people. I think social media has come around and like turned what people can perceive it because now you can see it. Before mm-hmm. when we grew up, there was no way to really see what car culture was. It was just like. You heard about it through a friend of your dad's or whatever who was old enough to go to... Like, you know, who had a car. You're like, oh, there's the car show at Pavilions on, on Saturday. Or pick
0: up your local motor trend car and drive a road and track. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. you
1: know, that's how I grew up. And then, I mean, I am like an old guy, but, like, I'm saying that's how I started, right? That's how I got into it. And then I would go to Pavilions on Saturday and, and check out all the cool cars. And at nighttime, they'd turn it into, like, you know, the the Japanese and imports and stuff like that. So what I think for me car culture is and what we're trying to do is... We're trying to just, we want to invite people. We want people to come and be a part of it because I think especially around the cars that I'm working with and I'm surrounding myself with, there's typically like, you know, a negative connotation with uh, a little bit of arrogance and stuff like that. But I think the people we're working with and, you know, I don't think we work with people that are, are arrogant or whatnot, but I think since we don't, it's a cool opportunity to bring people together and you've got amazing people, clients, friends, family, and they all have some of the most exotic and rare cars in the world. and. If we can bring people together and if I can bring, you know, a 12 year old kid that, you know, he's always dreamt of seeing these cars and he's coming in with his, you know, his group of friends after like a, you know, a birthday party from uh, somebody nearby on a car show day and they come see it like happens all the time. You've got kids that come through and these people are letting them sit in their cars and they're giving them a chance to like, you know. Yeah. Really, like, that could be the moment where that kid becomes, like, a car guy. Of course. You know, like, wow, that guy, like, maybe the kid doesn't care about that it's a $5 million car, right? But the kid looks inside and he's, like, he sees a huge red car with the doors that open up, like, something he's never seen before. And, like, I mean, that's kind of how I got into it, right? It's just, like, getting the chance to, like, be able to sit in a car or look at a car and be it up close. And whether you're a kid, an adult, anything, I think... Just getting an opportunity and having friendly people around is just what it's about. Plus, we have great food and espressos. Of course, so that's, I mean, you
0: can't beat that. No, but you're at, you're so right because you you talked about how like you know you're trying to go ahead and get get away from that whole arrogant aspect and mentality. I mean, I I, I went to your event on in January and I see this um, mid sixties E type right at the end, sure. right past the the Fiats, and I go up to it and I'm talking to the gentleman. That actually, belongs to his wife, which I was like, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to your wife, that's yeah. awesome. But, like, you know, there was no arrogance there. There, were, there. It was more like, wow, this young man is appreciating this old car. And it's like, yeah, of course I am. Like, it's a stunt. It's, it's an E-type. Yep. You can't not love an E-type, right? But, like, there was this whole, like, appreciation of my appreciation towards it. And I sometimes can feel like that can get lost. And I think that people like you are able to bring that right back in and be like, you know what? Hold on. I want to suck you in so you know how great this is and I want to be able to go ahead and share this with as many people as possible. Sure. there's As many, you know, 25 to 30 year olds who, you know, maybe have the money and they're choosing to go ahead and buy something like new but it's like, well, hold on. Have you ever checked out like the stuff from like 30 years ago because it's kind of flipping awesome.
1: You know? It's the best part about it. It's Yeah. It's, it's, it's education and that's what I do with like my page. I think, in the beginning, I was wondering what I should do. I was like, do I do Carissimo as like a a lifestyle page or do I just do cars for sale and like, that's it. So when I first started doing the cars for sale, I mean, I only had like four cars in my inventory for like the first six months. I mean, I was right. like, not embarrassed, but I was like, I don't want to put, the, I, I don't want to have an Instagram and you be like, hey, I'm Carissimo, trust me with your business. I only have four cars. I was like, I don't know how to do this. So what I wanted to do was like pepper in lifestyle, history and things like that to... A show people I can you know I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I have an actual passion for like what. This actually is your lifestyle. Yes, I'm not just paying somebody to do my blog posts. Like I am the one writing. I write every single blog post. I write every single thing that's going on my website. I mean, it's all me. I mean, I have other people I work with, but for content, I work with Araldo and a lot of photographers. But for like the stuff about these cars, like I like to write them because I like to put together the the details and everything about it because it's something that like. It's, it's, edu- it educates me and almost reeducates me as I'm typing in and figuring out. And sometimes I need to go research things again as I'm yeah. going. And I, for me, it's fun. And I'll do that at two in the morning because it's, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm fortunate to do what I like and it's fun growing a business. And I feel like it's, it's exciting to go out and meet people. And I mean, yes, I'm a, I'm a broker, so I have the opportunities to kind of go around and, you know, I don't need to be in Arizona. I can kind of jump around and I get to meet some amazing people, have awesome conversations. As long as I can keep doing that. And uh, share my stories and visions along the way, and I think yeah. it'll be a cool, cool life to come and a cool lifestyle. I mean, I'm just figuring it out. I mean, I'm you know I'm 28. I'm having uh, having fun doing things I like, working around the best cars in the world.
0: Of course. Now, um, what else do we have in the inventory that people might be interested in if they want to go ahead and check it out if they're within, the, if they're in the market for yeah, something? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Awesome. We've got a couple of star, starlet cars right now. We've got a two thousand and eleven Ferrari five ninety nine GTO. I saw that and I was like, he's got a GTO in stock. I was like, my man. Yes, very we have nice. Argento Nurburgring over red interior. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Then we've also got a um Porsche nine nine three Turbo S. Excellent piece, um, polar silver over um, red cancan interior. That yeah. was a cool car.
0: By the way, um, then there you go. It's
1: not just Italians. By it's the not, way, you, get, I threw you a got a Porsche. A Porsche, I threw a Porsche that's awesome. Man. I know, and a nice the last yeah ninety eight last air cooled one. Yeah. Um, so that's a beautiful car, low low mileage as well. And then you know we've got some other beautiful cars. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always sourcing cars as well, and some of these cars that I look for are always not always listed on my inventory a lot of the cars I actually work with are actually private they're not ever up. they never make it to the website they never make it to the um instagram just for privacy just course, because some of them sense. are um you know a little bit higher in value and the clients prefer to be a little bit more private which right. you know i i accept i mean i'm lucky to be able to work with them and broker them so you know if i can get some photos i have them for my personal you know for my collection but uh one 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 day i'll have my own overarching dealership where i can have you know my cards on on display s- on display where i can you know cl- you know i'll be buying them to sell them instead of consigning them or brokering them. i got gotcha. you that's the goal i mean i look i'm having fun i'm figuring out hustling it so it's like one step at a time yeah i'll, man. I'll get there when i get there the,
0: the, the hustle that's so good man that you're just hustling out there and just saying this is what i do you know it it, it takes balls to go ahead and pull something off like this, it does. But but uh, it but it also takes brains and it takes a lot of heart. It takes a lot. It takes a ton of passion, and 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 it and it's beautiful because you're seeing this one passionate dude like yourself, working with some of the most passionate automotive brands on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's 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 one heck of a mix that shouldn't be taken for granted.
1: Never. I never do. I never take it for granted. Yeah. I, I love what I do. I love the people I work with. I love the. Future people, I'm gonna work with. You For know, sure. I like I like to have a good outlook, and I want to. You know, I like to just go out and have fun and meet people and see where things go. I'm i I'm a very personable guy, and I like to just very much so. You know, you
0: straight up me. walked up to me because I think I was one of the few guys that you act that we were somewhat yeah, close in early. age. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, and you were like, do you have a car here? And I was like, man, I wish. But like, I I got that vibe. I was like immediately. I was like, that dude, he's he's cool as hell oh, like I that, think. you know, don't and I appreciate it. And you, no, and, but you, you, but you are though. And, and, and you're doing something special, um, something different, which is great because I, that's what I love about the Phoenix car culture in and of itself is that there's so many different things happening. People don't know it because it's such a vast community, but like at the same time, it's wonderful to go ahead and see these little hidden gems. Absolutely. And, you know, again, like as we stated earlier, you know, taking, what it, you know, vintage things that are vintage are, are taking this thing are are becoming this thing where like it's cool to be vintage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which yeah it is, but it's more than just that. It's also investing in that lifestyle and actually living it, and then that way, you know, for those who want to be, who want to pose it, it's like well okay fine we'll help you, mm-hmm. but like you know it, it's you know having a, what you have back there, you know. You have to know what you're doing. I'm so lucky. I mean, yeah,
1: it's 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 all about like just getting out of your comfort zone and just taking something like taking on a project and just committing. I think that's how you learn and that's how you kind of grow. And I think what I did with Carissimo was I I mean I had a steady corporate job. I worked I was at Morgan Stanley and in Investing. Right, we were talking about that for, earlier for five years before yeah. I left. I mean, it was just the, something that happened. I wasn't very passionate about the the stock market anymore, and not the stock market, but that kind of business anymore. Sure. I mean. And it's something that you know this is like pretty much my only professional job at a school, and you know I I learned a lot, and I just realized this wasn't what this wasn't making me happy, and the money was great, but at the end of the day, it's not it's not about the money. I mean, I made less last year than I made, but I think in my other things, but I think what happened was I was finally able to be happy, and I woke up excited, I woke up energized, and I think the momentum is carrying forward, and I think people are more excited to see what's coming from you just because. We've got a lot of things. We've got a lot of projects, and we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of good energy coming out, and cool cars, and a lot of cool stories to tell. Exactly. Definitely a lot.
0: I'm curious to know where you see Carissimo in the next five to ten years. You're talking about you want to go ahead and have your own dealership, like actual physical dealership, sure. with all, 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 uh, uh, not just the inventory, but like your personal cars that can be on display. But um, is that something you go ahead and see out of yourself in the next five to ten years? Is that what you would like?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'd like to see. I'd like to keep learning about what the business is doing. I think over the last year I've learned a lot and things have kind of changed and my directions have changed. Right. So I think, you know, at this, pi- at this point in time, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have a, a, a physical building in the future that's a nice, you know, um, reflection of my designs and inspirations of, you know, what I think could be a cool building and space for mm-hmm. whatever I'm trying to accomplish. But I think what I want would be something where people can either be um, – can come to service. I don't know. I think it's something more around like very, very unique cars for service, and then more of like a kind of like a boutique um yeah. brokerage. More, it's more of like very, very small pieces on on display. But you know, yeah. we have the best of the best. I got you. So we might we might have ten cars, but those ten cars might be worth you know one hundred fifty million.
0: Exactly. So like the the guy that comes into your office, he's like, "Yo,
1: John Paul, I need help finding a five twelve M. Can you help me? Sure, like, sure. Or yeah. a two fifty California GT, something like that. You know." Yeah. Those are the cars I aspire to some. You know, I'm sourcing some and working with some people all the time. So it's yeah. it's cool. You get to see some cool cars that and cool collections and cool garages that you never knew existed. Unreal. Absolutely. Like, you can't always take pictures, but you got you got yeah. the mental you got the mental photo gallery. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh! Yeah, we got some cool garages in Arizona too. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I guess w-
0: there was w- a couple questions that I wanted to ask you, and I'm curious to know what is your like what is the car that John Paul is looking forward to being able to help perhaps own the next ten to fifteen years? That's just like that's the car. Yeah, it's a
1: Ferrari two fifty short wheelbase. Nice. Yeah, that or a, no, it's that. It's okay. That or a two seven five. Okay. Yeah, GT four.
0: Would you go with like do do you have to get the real one or because there's a um out in the United Kingdom. There,
1: is are DK oh, yeah. Engineering? It's GTO Engineering. GTO Engineering. Oh, that, we we that, work with them a lot. There's, we, that thing we is do so a lot cool. Of, we buy a lot of parts from them. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, I would love one of those. Sure, the short wheelbases that they reimagined that's basically an old car, but now it's brand new. Yeah. Designed to the same specs. Yeah. Incredible. Those are about a million, million, three.
0: I mean... Better than what a two fifty GTO is going for.
1: No, no, the or two fifty short wheel two fifty wheelbase probably anywhere from like fourteen to eighteen million. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd discount. say you'd say if you could buy, <laughs> buy a few of them. No, definitely. I mean, if I were in the market, depends. If I right. you know if I if I have the luxury to afford one one day, sure. Then I would definitely consider owning a real one. But if not, of course why not yeah. what my whole I think Carissima one of the slogans is you know life is short drive your cars yeah like, yeah that's, like, that that's and, one of your yeah. taglines on the Instagram page so like, yeah. why not drive one of the better driving cars of all time that they've rebuilt and it's better yeah. not better but it's yeah. you know it's modern it's of not course. gonna fall apart it's the same technology same everything it's just built today built
0: stronger yes yeah like you know shit's not gonna break same
1: material same, same blueprint just different upgraded you know materials and design nice. just to make it stronger okay um, that's actually a goal of mine. One day is to build and redesign my own car. Oh, really? That's my. That is like my. You didn't ask about my twenty-five year old. 25 I
0: apologize. Years. Well, hit <laughs> me with it. Let's go. Let's go no, 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 no.
1: That's that's always been one of my big goals is to be able to like reimagine a car with modern components. So I've been yeah. thinking about. You know, I've been you know been designing and kind of working on these. Um, sketches and projects with a couple of designers to kind of reimagine a couple of older vintage cars. We're settling on some designs, but it's something I'm wanting to tee up for the future. So you take a maybe uh you've probably seen it with Automobile Amos where they do the Lancia or the other guys or uh, excuse me with the Alpha and then you yeah. guys Totem Automobili. Um there's a couple of guys that do these other cool reimaginations.
0: Who's the ones that did that took the Lancia that basically based it off an F four thirty?
1: That that's the guys who did the Stratus. Thank you. Yes, they yes. did the Stratus. I'm I'm is it Chimera? No, Chimera did the Lancia 037. It, it might be Totem. I, it be. I can't. Oh, I'm but the Stra- There's the Stratos. a few brands. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep, the Stratos. Uh, incredible thing. It's a 430
0: motor, yep. Yeah, it, a 430 motor, 430 drive chain. Is like, yep. That's a six-speed yep. and whatnot. They just took a 430 and they went ahead and like, chopped off like several inches yep. Several inches out of it. And they basically recreated the, the Lancia 037 body. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is the coolest
1: thing on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. The, or the Stratus, you mean? Yeah, the, the, Stratus, Stratus, the yes, Stratus, Stratus. Yes, is one of the, yeah, the cooler cars ever. Absolutely. Yeah. So my goal is to do something like that in the future, and you so know, build cool some. Man. I mean, I've just always had a, like I said, like it's a perfect example. Like I love modern cars, but my hit, my passion is the classic. So I can make a modern car, look. Oh, excuse me, a classic car feel like a modern car, in terms of safety, reliability. Okay, safety, whatever. But you know, in terms of <laughs> drivability and you know, re- and reliability, I right. think it's just it's just something that
0: I've always wanted to do so stay tuned uh, don't you bet your ass I'll be staying tuned for yeah. sure on that
1: and then uh, we,
0: bikes here is that um oh, that's a uh, don't tell me his name hold on yeah. that is um that was, Valen- yeah. Valentino yeah. Rossi uh-huh. Valentino Rossi yes that's like Lewis Hamilton's spirit brother right there It's but that's the this best is the, yeah. the best to ever do it yeah he's uh, just so incredible like so your passion is not just for cars as oh, we talked about that earlier it's, it's also for bikes too. his wheels you guys wheel wheel's I like it yeah. a wheel with engine and if Put it's, me there. And if it's Italian, even better. I'm like, really
1: excited. Do. Yeah. I'm all about it. Love I'm all it, about it.
0: Well, is there anything else? By, by the way, is there any advice that you would like to go ahead and give to anybody who is thinking about, like, either hopping, jumping into the vintage car scene or, you know, wanting to perhaps do their own type of brokerage business elsewhere,
1: not in Scottsdale? Do it in Scottsdale. I mean, I think the big... Yeah. What I would recommend is anybody, it depends what you're doing. I mean, if you want to learn about the cars and learn about the history and, and um, lifestyle about it, I would say follow pages like ours. Follow page, like, I mean, follow GoCreatyMo. And then from there, I think a good trick that helped me, even when I was learning to get into it and like finding the right pages, because I think over time you start to curate a like a, a following of things you like. And, time. and now with technology, I'd say it's pretty solid with like the recommendations they give you. You go on Instagram, you click on that arrow down to the bottom where it's got like little people and it suggests pages just like it. Yeah, not everyone's gonna be perfect, but let's say you want to get into vintage cars. You click on a couple of vintage car pages, you can't you you could use the hashtag vintage cars to start, you know. Yeah, I mean I'm literally just brainstorming out that this is like this is my thought process. Right. Then from there, I start to follow a bunch of pages. Maybe I'll create like a separate Instagram. That way it's only cars. That way I start to look it I'm like, oh, those are cool. And like since I love the things, it just starts to fill my page up. And then I start to filter. I'm like, you know what? I've seen so many of those things. like That page is not really relevant anymore for what I'm looking for. Now sure. I've elevated my taste to this. Boom. And I now- used to
0: be that way. Because um, I mean, no disrespect to a Mustang Cobra, but like I love a Mustang Cobra. Yeah. But I used to be like all about the SVT Cobras. And then my taste started to go ahead and get a little bit more back into what I'm loving now and stuff like that. And, like Do I appreciate a Mustang Cobra? Very much so. Do I need to go ahead and see it every single day? Not on my page. No. Would you believe I
1: used to like Stanced cars? Really? Yeah. I just.
0: You know what though? Like I. I I'm Stance, down with it.
1: Stance Nation was my like first Instagram page I followed all the for, time. For,
0: for, having met you and know you now, that is an incredible surprise. But like st- I love I had that. A
1: stanced Abarth. Really? I'm not even John. That is the coolest dude. I love that. it was so it's stupid. So oh, I funny. can't believe I did that. Yeah, that's, I did it here too. That's when dope. I was like six I was like eighteen. I bought an Abarth and dropped it in bags and stanced it. I had like 300 horsepower. It was crazy, too. Wow, yeah. that's fast. <laughs> like 280 or something. That's fast for yeah. that car and stance. Yeah, but it was on bags. It was yeah. weird. It was fun.
0: It was crazy. Abarths, by college, the way. For, college John Paul. I was yeah. like, what did I do, you know? But for those of you who are interested in autocross, I feel like the Abarth is a perfect autocross car very fun get
1: that back tire up and whatnot just like it's it's great it's so and he has one here too and he's got a big powerful one like that he's i mean it's a fun car
0: yeah From my drive i see people go ahead and put 300 horsepower in those cars and i'm just like yo you're gonna die yeah New, <laughs> new so upgrade
1: cool. intake new turbo everything yeah, yeah. you can get those things up there new ecu chip yeah it's a little rocket could you imagine doing that into one of those like 60s
0: 595s oh like, it, that that's a fu- that, they we, do it I know,
1: that's, those are death traps. They do Hayabusa Motors. They put Hayabusa Motors in them.
0: Yeah, that's
1: unreal. You got some YouTube looking. I up. have to go ahead and yeah. definitely
0: dig. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole like nobody else's business. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap it up, John Paul, is there anything else that you would like to go ahead and like, you know, share with us that you feel like, hey, this is really important that I want to go ahead and get out
1: there? Well, that's a deep question. Uh, no, I think what I, if I could say maybe car-related not car-related, but yeah. what I've noticed is, think you should people should do what you love and i think i took a big risk leaving a job that was safe and comfortable and i'm not saying go leave your job and work with your passion but i'm saying i've found so much happiness and like so much more enjoyment out of life doing something i like I can see the fulfillment in you right now bro. i I really do love what i do and like i'm like i keep saying i'm still building the business but the cool thing is like i'm excited about it like i'm 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 my whole life is my business and this is all about it and it's I think if you can put yourself into something you like and everybody's going to say this all the time, right? If you love what you do, you're never working and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's totally true. But if you can really surround yourself around good people, good mentors, I love to hang around older people. I mean, I feel like I get um, so much more knowledge and like so much more appreciation when I'm around other people, especially older people, just because they're always like, te- I feel like I'm always surrounded by knowledgeable people that love and care for me. Right. And like I feel like when you're around that, you can't not be happy. You can't not feel loved. And I think that's a huge, huge uh benefit to what I've been able to do is just being able to be around the right people. I've got a supportive family and my brother and my sister too. So I think it's we all like like we all like to support each other. We all like to stay close and we all live within a few miles of each other and we're always yeah. here around. We always doing dinners and always having fun. So just uh chase what you love and if you feel like you have a hunch to change it up, do it. Do some research, get into it, and then do it you know Love set it. yourself up
0: that's that's beautiful advice yeah. man and I appreciate you taking the time inviting me over here to the shop um, You invited me here anytime dude you are invited to go ahead and come on the podcast anytime I think you are um, somebody who's bringing change to this automotive community somebody who's you know taking you know the old stuff that you know we saw when we were kids and then helping it become more of a reality to us whether we see it or for those who are you know lucky enough to be able to invest in it and whatnot it's important to have young minds like yourself who are you know trying to be the best experts that they can in order to be able to go ahead and assist those people who really want to be in those cars and really appreciate them for what they are That's and great. that is you know not just art but machines that you know were meant to be driven and can still be driven now as long as you know proper care proper service are given to them but they still that they just want to go just like we do that's a beautiful thing
1: absolutely fuel them up with an espresso they'll keep going forever
0: damn right all right awesome well please go check out uh John Paul uh, on both of the instagram accounts uh, you can go ahead and check out at go carissimo on instagram um go check out the website as well is it uh yep. go carissimo as well yep. go 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 dot com. Yep. Um, check out the inventory if you are in if you're in the market for a 599 Gto woo! Boy, do it now. Let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I'm always open to inventory, sourcing inventory. So if you guys ever have any questions yeah. about cars or looking cars, wanting to buy, sell, yeah. let me know. I'm happy to be a resource. It doesn't have to be a Ferrari. It doesn't have to be anything. I mean, anything special. I mean, the whole point is to just, you know, have good conversations and it could be a Honda Civic, you know, let's have a chat about it.
0: I, you know what I just saw? But like a, a clean Honda Civic. I think it was like a late 80s, 101,000 miles on, on it. Stock, the guy bought it on bring a Trailer and it was getting detailed. And I was like, I love that. Yeah, that is just the coolest thing Clean ever. cars are fun. Yeah, they Absolutely. are. Um, and then, of course, go ahead. March 18th is March the March uh, 18th will be our
1: next Espressos and Engines um, at Adrioli, 7 to 10 a.m. Yep. Yeah. Come bring a coupe. It's going to be uh, vintage coupes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Or that, bring a new one. Who cares? And and bring right. a
0: coupe. Just, you know what? Bring the car that you are proud of. If you're an enthusiast and you have a cool car that's a, that's a coupe, bring it on down. Oh, yeah. If you've got the Ferraris, bring them on down
1: let's do it awesome let's have some fun
0: Andrioli's is right off the 101 and uh, Violinda right Violinda. off 90th Street Violinda yeah that's, it's, it's perfect and by the way if you bring a bring your hunger bring an appetite support the family the scores those yep. delicious food delicious croissants I had to say that right yes yeah, I can't Croissant. say croissants or
1: cornetti or cornetti, or cornetti. that's the are. Italian I love too, it yeah.
0: get yourself an espresso get yourself a cappuccino um, do you guys have Italian wine
1: there too? Absolutely, yeah. Of just, course you do. Just, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it might yeah. be a little early in the morning. Sure. When you the car yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead and bring them. You can buy a couple bottles. Go ahead and have it for dinner. Have it, that, yeah. Man. Have it
1: for dinner. Awesome. Man.
0: <laughs> Thank you, John Paul. <laughs> Thanks I appreciate for having you, man. Appreciate Absolute it. pleasure. Um, and yeah, go check out all of that. GoCarissimo.com for the inventory for his website. Go ahead and check out GoCarissimo on Instagram for all the great, just awesome pictures, reels. Um, Geraldo doing yeah. a great job on the Instagram. Geraldo, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Rale, excuse me. No, no worries, no worries. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. You've been listening to Tormenting Tarmac. My name is Jorge Aquino. That's John Paul Scorzo. And this is the podcast where the enthusiast never dies. Have a great night, everybody.